Um, right, I don't know where we got got to because we're having major problems tonight, technical problems. So yeah. if you can hear us, brilliant. If you can't, it will <clears> go out as a podcast tomorrow and you can listen to the whole thing then. Right. Right. So, so Howard. Yes. <laughs> take three. <laughs> I don't start. My God, take three. Oh my goodness. So I'll just go, I'm going to summarise the first bit. Just summarise it. I'll summarise it. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness. So yes, so Trump is obviously in charge until, or um, at least until the 20th of January. Uh, he is president and has all the uh, powers that he has, which is in, which is actually enormous because it's uh, kind of like state of emergency at the moment. So he has lots and lots of extra powers at the moment. Um and the votes, the electoral votes. So the electoral, the uh, 570 electors uh, that were chosen based on the public vote, those electors voted yesterday and they voted in the proportion to um, how the votes were. Now, of course, we know there was a lot of voter fraud. So obviously, at the, way, the way it is at the moment, because a lot of the uh, votes were certified when they shouldn't have been, so there's been a lot of corruption, um, the electoral votes will probably, probably have been in Biden's favour. Um, but we don't know that because the votes are sealed. They're not actually counted. They're actually put into mahogany boxes. Each state has a mahogany box. The, electro the electors' votes go in the mahogany box and they are sealed until, and this is the date we've just been given, is the 6th of January. On the 6th of January... The mahogany boxes are opened in the House of Congress and um, uh, Pence um, is going to, the Vice President, Vice President Pence is going to open them. And then with both Houses of Congress, so they're all going to be there, it's going to be a pretty packed uh, affair, uh, they are going to go through the votes, the electors' votes. And all you need is one person, one senator to contest a vote or all the votes or a group of them and you need somebody to second it and then there has to be a debate about the votes um so the way the, the way the debate works is that um each um person is allowed five minutes to say why they contesting the the vote and um and, and so you will have several senators taking turns probably saying why it shouldn't be contested, why it should be contested. So there's going to be several of these five minutes up to two hours. So that's uh, probably a maximum of about 24 people, maybe 20 people get to have their say. And then there will be a vote on whether to um, discard the electors votes because they can be discarded. So although the electors have actually voted, uh, and, may, and probably in Biden's favour, he's got the majority probably, but uh, they can all be thrown out. They can all be thrown out um, by the uh, by the House of Congress. Right. Um, so the way the voting works, and the, the there's a good chance, there's a good chance that uh, they could all be thrown out, or at least large batches of them, because the Senate, um, of which there are 100 senators, that is marginally in Trump's favour. I think it's uh, 50 to 48 at the moment. And hopefully there's another election coming up in Georgia where two more senators are going to be voted in and hopefully they will go to um, Trump. So the worst case is it's 50-50 senators. Uh, it could be 54 uh, to 40, uh, 46. 
uh, in Transfavor. And then the, the House also get to vote. Um, but it's not one vote for each House member. It's one vote for each state. And there are, I believe, it's, uh, I can't remember, there's various numbers being kicked around, but it's definitely in Trump's favour. So that as long as there's no defections, there's no what we call rhinos, that's Republicans that vote with the Democrats, um, it's pretty guaranteed that the, uh, on that level, that, um, yeah, that the, the electors votes, a large portion of them could be chucked out, in which case Trump will win. Right. So that, so it's just to make people aware of that process. Um, again, if people want to look up the process, it is on Wikipedia. Um, you can look up the electors uh, vote US and it goes into great detail about how the electors go through this process. So, yeah, so it's not all over. It's definitely not over at all on that front. Now, there are there are other fronts as well that are still being worked through at the moment. Um, so there are lots of lawsuits still happening. Uh, the big one that people are a bit upset about was the Texas lawsuit that everybody was backing. Uh, that one went straight to the uh, Supreme Court. Um, lots of people were backing that. Um, but the Supreme Court felt that it wasn't um, the right jurisdiction. It wasn't the right people who, who uh, sent the case in and they didn't send it in quite the right way. So they actually uh, rejected it. So there is a, but there is a possibility that it could be uh, reworded. It could be submitted by different people. So, and the uh, Supreme Court have given a suggestion about how they might look at it. So, so that one hasn't gone away. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of gone for for the moment, but it's still bubbling away there. And then I'll quickly go through these others. So we've got Arizona. There's two cases. Um, there's an appeal going on with one of them uh, to decertify the vote. And there's an appeal on the duplicate ballot fraud as well on, a, on another one. So that's Arizona's two. Uh, Maricopa County, all Dominion systems have been seized um, to have been forensically examined. So wow. that's pretty good. Uh, in Michigan, um, a judge released um, the results of, uh, of a forensic audit that has already taken place. And they found that... Um, that there were 68% were in error. Wow. That's massive. Yeah, just a bit. Now, the threshold for um, the electronic um, voting system, I think, is like 0.0101% or something. Uh, that's, that's tolerable. But this is 68%. I mean, it's absolutely a massive, massive number. So that's, that's uh, yeah, pretty huge. Um, and there was also in Michigan a where um, the... Governor had sent in, had, had okayed Democrat electors to cast their ballot, but the legislators, um, they sent their electors, Republican electors, in to vote as well. Now, you can do, they can do that, in which case you get two votes, one for one candidate and one for another, and then it has to be decided later or on the floor of the House. Um, but the, the uh, Republican um De uh, delegation, the um, electors, they were actually barred by uh, police from entering to vote, cast their vote. So that was a bit of a standoff. So that was pretty, as a lot of people were very disgusted with that. And uh, there's probably going to be some litigation around that. Arizona now also found, amazingly, that Dominion voting systems in their state also have an error of 68%. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so this is looking very, very suspicious. Very, very suspicious. Arizona and Michigan both are showing um, yeah, voting errors of 68%. Very, very interesting. 
Um, Wisconsin has two cases, but they've both been rejected as far as I'm aware. Um, Pennsylvania, there's three cases, two being repetitioned. Um, there's a mail-in ballot fraud one. Um, in Georgia, there's three cases. I think one has been dismissed. Um, Powell is appealing one. Um, and that Lynn Wood is also filed another case, um, and that's uh, one of them is to do with Dominion as well. So that's going to be interesting. And in Nevada, there's one case has been rejected on irregularities, um, and there's a change of signature verification withdrawn, um, and one case has been settled apparently. So there are lots of cases still happening, lots of cases still happening, um, and. Bear in mind, when cases are being filed, the lower courts quite often will reject the case and then they're appealed. They go to appeals and then they might accept it or they might reject it. And then it goes to the Supreme Court. So it kind of bounces up the, the layers. Now, when cases are rejected, they these cases are very valid. So it's usually going to be a corrupt judge. So these judges are being revealed. The corrupt judges are being revealed through this process. And Judicial Watch, which is a right wing kind of um, uh, independent body, which looks which monitors the um, legislature and the legal system. Trump gave them power to remove judges. So Judicial Watch will be watching <laughs> all of the court cases, all of the judges, and obviously will be making notes about who needs to be removed because they're corrupt. So all these judges are kind of revealing themselves. This is why this process is important. You know, you know, you could have said, you know, oh, Trump should have won, you know, and he could have sorted that out earlier. But if you hadn't have done this, if we hadn't allowed this to play through, we never would have discovered all these corrupt judges and be able to remove them, which is really important when it comes to arresting and uh, prosecuting the real criminals in uh, in Congress and other people. So we need to clear out the corruption within the judicial system. And this is part of this process. Um, so it's important uh, that it happens. And we believe that uh, it was all done deliberately. So NQ is in complete control of this. <laughs> um, so that's that's basically where we are with all the litigation anyway. Um, the, as I said, the electoral vote count, which uh, Mike Pence is going to be doing, is on the 6th of January. Um, so that's going to be an interesting date. And it could take a week. It could take a week. Uh, possibly even longer. To... Oh, I'm fed up with all this waiting. <laughs> <laughs> it could take a week to go through the votes and all the to-ings and fro-ings yeah. and the, and the um, contesting the, the things. As I said, they get two hours um of of talking uh, with each uh con with each thing that's brought up but they they could be bringing up things constantly they could decide to contest arizona's votes and do it state by state or they might contest them all or they could contest one county even so we don't know how they're going to contest it um but in the rules of the electoral voting system they are allowed five working days to actually go through this, and then they're not, are not allowed to then recess, which means they could go on longer, but they're not allowed to recess. So it could be like 24-7 and they're in there, yeah. <laughs> not allowed to yeah. leave until they've done it. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be very, very interesting. So it'd be interesting. I mean, 6th of January, it starts. Um, wouldn't it be interesting if they are uh, sort of still chewing it over by the time the 20th arrives, which is when the president's supposed to be inaugurated? 
I mean, it's very, very interesting. We're going to, it's just, it's so uncharted territory, so we'll see. But this is the process that actually uh, the elections go through every time. It's just that we're not aware of it because um, it's normally a rubber stamp job, which people aren't, aren't very interested in. Um, so what after that? So the other thing that's happened, um, oh, yes, is that uh, there obviously they, lots of people are calling out that Biden's won again. I think the... Um, the Senate uh, leader, Mitch McConnell, called out Biden as leader, which is a bit surprising. Um, and various betting companies oh, wow. <laughs> are, uh, are calling it, which is which they're not they shouldn't do because they shouldn't call it until the 20th of January when the you know person's putting his hand on the Bible and is sworn in. But they're calling it and they're paying out uh, Biden winners. And um, one of the big ones at the moment, which literally only happened uh, yesterday, I think, was Betfair. So today. Betfair, one of the biggest um, betting companies, is has decided that they are going to pay out as though Biden has won. Um, and there is a group now um, on Telegram, which is going to obviously everybody that has bet and wants to contest it is going to join the Telegram, is invited to join the Telegram group. And I, I would imagine that they will be filing a class action lawsuit uh, for them all. Um, against Betfair for, um, yeah. Yeah, I know quite a few people that have bets, actually. That's right, yeah. So there's, quite, there's a lot of people that have bet. Um, so that's going to be very interesting. So if you want to, if you did bet on Betfair for Trump and you want to be involved in that, then you need to go on Telegram uh, or install it and create yourself an account and then search for, I don't know what the name of the account is, but um, yeah, just keep keep your eye on various people and uh, and try and search for something to do with Trump Betfair. Right. Um, there will be a group on there and they'll probably corral everybody into one lawsuit. Um, if Trump gets through, which we're absolutely certain he's going to get in, but, you know, it's, it's based on How Trump getting in. How certain are you, Howard? <laughs> I'm 100% certain. Really? I'm 100% certain that Trump is going to be in. May, I mean, worst case scenario, maybe Biden gets in for two weeks, but then he's arrested. But I'm 100% certain that Trump is going to be in. Right, like 100%. And why, 100%. again, I know you have mentioned before, why yeah. within two weeks then will Biden be arrested? Uh, because of all his ties with China, because he is literally a threat to national security. Yeah. And if nothing else, the military should, should arrest him, basically, because he's a threat to national security. National security is a military issue. Um, and it doesn't have to go through the courts. They could just, um, yeah. <laughs> just arrest, they arrest him at any moment. It's it's just that you know this is all being deliberately played out to expose as many corrupt people as possible, and to also teach America about their voting system. And maybe maybe it needs to be reformed, but you can't reform it if nobody knows about it. So everybody needs to know about what this voting system is, and and, and then have a discussion about how it should be done next time. Because next time this is not going to be allowed to happen again. No. And obviously there's a lot of talk about voter ID. They don't use voter ID in America. Lots of other countries do. But for some reason, in America, they don't do it. So there's a big sort of um, push at the moment to sort of put voter ID on the table as a, as a thing that maybe America should do. So that's... They'll, they'll only be allowed to vote if they've got their vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, my God, don't. Oh, my God. So that's, so that's Betfair. Um, what else have we got? Um, so the other thing we need to talk about is Trump's executive order from the 12th of September. Um, this was put in place um, just before the last, um, what they call the midterm elections. So every four years you elect a president, they elect a president, but the years in between, the, 
and they do it. Uh, so they get so you have a presidential election, then two years you have a midterm election, and then another two years, and you have an ex-presidential election. So those midterm elections is where half of the senators are voted on, not all of them, but just half, and also all of the House of Congress, which is about 435. Uh, congressmen. So 435 congressmen and about 50 senators get voted for on the midterm elections. Um, this Trump executive order was created by Trump um, just a, a few weeks uh, before that midterm election in 2018. And the, the, the title of it is Executive Order on Imposing Certain Sanctions in the Event of Foreign Interference in the United States Election. Um, you can Google it. Um, just Google Trump executive order and uh, certain sanctions and it should come up and you can read it for yourself. It's not actually that long. It's about four pages. Um, it's a little bit legalish, but I mean, I've got slight dyslexia and I can read it. So most people should be able to understand it. Um, so it's, it's there. So what it describes, it describes um, the process that Trump wanted to happen after the action takes place. So the first thing it notes is that 45 days after the election, he wants the, um, the DNI, that's the uh, Director of National Intelligence, to use all his resources, the entire intelligence system, to see if there was any foreign interference in the election and in the uh, infrastructure to facilitate the election, which would be Dominion voting systems, the networks, I mean, also the moving of the ballots around, everything to do with the, the mechanism by which the election is done. So he's basically ordered the DNI to do that within 45 days of the election. That is on Friday. Okay. So on Friday, or it could be before, but Friday is the last day, um, uh, Ratcliffe is the guy's name, uh, DNI Ratcliffe. He's a really good guy. He replaced a corrupt guy um, some about a year ago. Um, so DNI Ratcliffe is going to produce this report, basically. And we can kind of know what it's going to say. It's basically going to say that the Dominion systems were designed to be hacked, were designed to swing votes and manipulate the election. And, and he's going to point fingers at who was controlling the levers within the Dominion voting machines, which is probably going to be um, China. This is probably what's going to happen. And of course, we know all the votes went over to China. Not well, we went them. Them, they went to Germany and right. Spain. There were two systems um, that were collating the votes in Germany and Spain. Uh, we believe that they were controlled by the CIA. There was a bit, there was a few rumours um, that they were, when they were seized, there was a bit of an altercation there. Um, so they, but, but the thing is there were back doors to these voting machines. They were connected to the internet. They shouldn't have been, that was against the rules. And so anybody in the world could have got in through back doors and hacked in and altered the election at any point. And the, I think I actually believe that it's probably actually several countries were involved in doing that. That's what I'm, that's what we're hearing. But uh, China is going to be the big one. Um, so that's that report at the end of this week is going to be quite big. So that's the first part of this executive order. Now, the second the next part of the executive order says that 45 days after that report, I'm oh, sorry, that report then has to be given to the president, obviously, uh, the secretary of state, uh, the treasury and various other and a few other agencies. 
They then have to get together and write another report, <laughs> 45 days, again, within 45 days, um, which takes us to the 1st of February, to write a second report on who needs to be sanctioned, which is the title of the executive order. So the first report's going to outline all the corruption and the countries and things. The second report's going to outline individuals that were involved all the individuals that were involved and what sanctions are going to be put in place on them. Those sanctions are not going to be put in place at the time the report is released on the 1st of February or before. They can be put in place any time from Friday. So from Friday, this report's going to go to all those agencies um, and then pretty much immediately they're going to start identifying these people and they're going to basically seize or freeze all their assets that can be frozen. Wow. And well, I mean, we're, it could be anybody. I mean, it could be, it could be China. Could you know? They could. The the scope of it is is as big as you want to kind of imagine it. But it's it's specifically to do with though the infrastructure on the voting system, the voting. So anybody that's connected with that, uh, who was involved in manipulating those elections, their assets can be frozen permanently. <laughs> So this is this is pretty huge. I mean, this executive order is massive. Actually, it's a lot bigger than people realise, and uh, it kind of went under the radar really until quite recently. Um, but it's coming up now, and uh, we're going to see what its uh, capabilities are and what what scope they're going to uh, use it for. So it's going to be very very interesting. But it all starts with Ratcliffe on Friday. It's going to release it, and we'll see. We'll get a flavour of what's going to come down the line over the next forty-five days. Um, we might get rumours over the following 45 days about various people and organisations that have had their assets frozen. Uh, they will only be rumours until we get the report on the 1st of February or sometime around that 1st of February date. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. It's going to be very, very interesting. So I've got a quick question, yep. Howard, from Mal. Um, what do you think to Trump's links with Israel? Um, the Israel thing. So... One of the things we need to be aware of is that the deep state um, obviously have been embedded for decades. The way that the deep state works is they work by dividing peoples, uh, dividing us individually, dividing us by nation. And so to correct that, to bring us back into balance, into harmony, we actually need to unify everybody. Everybody needs to come together. And so Trump's um, obviously remit is is getting rid of division and and healing wounds and bringing people back together. Um, so one of the things he did was he moved the embassy. Um, oh, he actually put the embassy in place in Jerusalem and he's been creating peace deals between all the Middle East countries. Um, so he's been healing lots and lots of divisions and giving Israel a certain recognition, which they've been seeking for a long time. Um, because a lot of the countries originally were trying to destroy Israel or remove it from the face of the planet. So that's basically not, you know, we need to get away from that. So Israel is allowed to exist, but all these countries need to heal their wounds and recognize each other and come into friendship, which is what's happening. So, but it's a, it's a difficult one because it goes back, those wounds go back a long, 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 long way. But it's happening. We've had four peace deals, I think. In fact, um, Trump was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize quite recently, several times 
for the peace deals between the United Arab Emirates, Morocco, various other countries, um, and Israel. It's quite amazing what's going on there. It's a lot of healing going on, um, and the the uh, yeah the the Jerusalem thing was uh, an interesting part. It didn't yeah. It's lots of things are happening. We don't quite understand why they're happening, but then when things move on and we look back, it gets it's clear you know clearer um, as to what's going on. So that's my take on what's going on in Israel. There's Mossad obviously is a bit of an issue, but Mossad and the CIA both fairly corrupt. Um, and there's, you know, sorting that out is going to take quite a while. They're very, very embedded. There's a lot of corruption still everywhere. We haven't sorted that corruption. That's the other thing. I mean, we haven't sorted that corruption everywhere yet. We've just been literally, Trump has been working on revealing the corruption within the US, um, stopping all the uh, tensions, diffusing all the tensions so that we don't have any world wars or any particular things going off um, and getting everybody on board for this massive, massive change which is about to happen. Global, global change. So it's all been preparation. This last first four years has really been preparation. The next four years is gonna be action. Um, and that's, uh, it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be quite, yeah, it's gonna be amazing really. <laughs> it's gonna, arrests are gonna happen and it's going to be ripples effect around the entire world really. But uh, Q has often, always said that Israel is last. Um, and, and you know, there's a reason for that. We don't quite know what that reason is, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Because of the Jews. The Jewish thing and the whole Abrahamic religions. So we've got Christianity, we've got uh, Islam and we've got the Jewish tradition. They all have the same seed, you know, with Abraham and they all need to heal their wounds and, and kind of get along with each other. Um, so that is what is going to happen. Um, and, and I expect the leaders of those religions are going to be called upon to um, show publicly signs of healing those wounds. And then and then the healing will have, sort of ripple down. Um, and there's various other things as well. There's various things like um, the Bible talks about the earth not or um, civilization not existing before 4000 BC. Um, that there's, there's lots of things in the Bible and the Quran and various things which are kind of slightly dubious and those things have got to be rooted out um it's going to be very interesting it's going to be a lot of it's, yeah it's going to take a while it's going to take a while i'm looking at five years before this for this whole process to unwind 2026 yeah everybody see. seems to be saying five years before yep. things start yeah simmering down a bit that's right so it's, it's, it's a deep deep one that yeah um so yeah so that's yeah that's that um what else have we got so the other, the big news uh, last couple of days as well is that Solar Wind Orion is a software company. Solar Wind is the software company, and Orion is uh, one of their um, products. And it was uh, announced yesterday, I think, that um, there was a bug in one of their updates. Right. From many months ago. <laughs> and the bug basically allowed a backdoor to be exposed for hackers. Now, SolarWind is, makes software for networks, computer networks for monitoring and all sorts of things. And their software apparently is very, very good. So lots of companies use it. And they use it for monitoring all the traffic within companies. Um, hundreds of companies, bigger companies, banks and all sorts, including Dominion, the Dominion voting systems. So it's interesting that's come out now. The, Cybersecurity Agency, 
the CISA made um, an announcement. They said, uh, we directed federal civilian agencies to review their networks for indicators of compromise and disconnect or power down SolarWinds Orion products immediately. So that was a directive from the cybersecurity agency in America. All companies, all IT engineers are going to be working on this absolutely. And they're basically going to be disconnecting all their systems and then making sure their systems are secure before they go back online again. Um, interestingly, Google went down a couple of days ago. Uh, there was an outage in the UK. I don't know if it was beyond the UK, but Google went down, Gmail went down, YouTube went down. It couldn't be accessed for about an hour or two. Uh, yeah, Messenger went down and, and a mm, bit of um, Facebook as well. Whether that's connected to this or whether that's a separate thing or not, don't know. Um, there's lots of rumours about the deep state testing a complete social media outage. Uh, one of the um, fears that we've got is that when the truth starts to really come out, big time, um, the deep state will try and uh, stop the information spreading because it will kind of uh, like be like a, an avalanche when it happens, when people finally realise that everything they, they have known is wrong and they're going to be wanting to research and they'll be finding what the hell, all my conspiracy theorists were correct, what's happening? Oh, I long for that. When that happens, when that happens, the, there is a fear that the deep state will actually shut down Facebook entirely and other social media platforms. So that's a possibility. And, you know, various people are saying we need to prepare ourselves for that by getting people's mobile phone numbers, making sure you've got mobile phone numbers of your closest friends on Facebook so that if it does go down, you can still contact people because um, it's a pain. As you know, yeah. As I know, because I've now been um, <laughs> disabled off Facebook four times now. So I'm getting better at getting back on again. <laughs> and if anybody wants to know how to get back on Facebook, I suggest that you use Firefox and the the Facebook container add-on. Um, if anybody's uh, struggling to get back on Facebook, that's what I shall be doing tomorrow. <laughs> well, I went to tag you tonight on Twitter <laughs> and actually not on Twitter, sorry, on Facebook, and it was like, oh, Howard's gone again. He must yeah. have been posting stuff that uh, just And not... it must be pretty bad, Howard, because usually they just, like, um, ban you for a week or something, don't yeah, they? Yeah, so I get permanent bans. So. <laughs> <laughs> and every time then you rejoin, do you keep changing your name slightly? I haven't actually, though. I tried, I did change my name, but I changed it back again to my original name. Right. Um, so I think the name, I'm not so sure whether the name is, is relevant or not, because some, like John Smith, there's always John Smith, so you can't, you know, so I think the name is not part of it. Um, I think the mobile phone number is. So I'm very careful not to link my Facebook onto my mobile phone now. So I only oh, really? use it on my desktop. Um, yeah. But I think the most important part is making sure that when you try to install Facebook, that you don't let Facebook immediately try and see everything on your machine. Because that's what it that's what it does. It, it basically goes through your entire machine when you try to create an account to see if there's been an account there before. And if it finds any remnants, then it will obviously do what it's going to do based on what it's seen. Now, that's why the Facebook container on Firefox is brilliant, because when you are when you go in there, you create Facebook from within that Facebook container, it is not allowed to see anything on your machine. So it thinks it's on a machine with no, that's never had Facebook on it. So it's very, very good. And that has worked. That worked for me last time. So we're going to test it again tomorrow and see whether it works again tomorrow. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll be back straight back on again. The other thing is that you're limited to 20 Facebook friend requests a day. 
Oh, really? Otherwise you're flagged. <laughs> oh my God. So it usually takes me about two weeks to refriend everybody. <laughs> and the other thing is, if you're in that situation, is um, if you're in the situation, protect yourself, uh, go into Facebook, go to the friends, your friends section, scroll all the way down so all your friends are revealed because they reveal in batches, and then do control A, select all basically, select them all, either with your mouse or your control A, which is the shortcut, and then copy and paste it into Notepad or into something, just so that you have all the names. Oh, that's a good idea. All the names of your friends listed, so you don't forget anybody. Sometimes I think it'd be nice to do a new Facebook account. It is quite, it's quite, yeah, it's quite liberating for a while, and then you kind of miss people, that's what I found, and then it's like, oh, I want to reconnect, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, so that's what I should be doing tomorrow. Anyway, so yeah, so um, so yeah, Solar Wind Orion software system that was quite big. That was quite big, and that's that's yeah. With, it's interesting to see the mainstream media how they actually you know talk about this at all or not, or where they try and suppress it. Um, they're suppressing a lot of stuff. Um, but anyway, China. We must talk about China next. Lots and lots of things going on with China. Um, one of the huge, huge things, and again, I checked the mainstream media and they're not reporting it at all at the moment. It'd be interesting to see how long they keep that up for. <laughs> but um, there was a, a data leak. Um, somebody dropped a database of two million um, Chinese Communist Party members. Two million. <laughs> all their details. I mean, literally, phone numbers, everything. And, so, and sometimes they've, they've, uh, there's uh, notes next to their names saying that they were executed. Well, I don't know what they did, but, you know, some of them, I mean, and it shows what company they work for. These people, um, they work for companies all over the world in airlines, in banks, in uh, they work with governments. Um, and of course, nobody really knows whether they're a member of the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. But now everybody knows who they are. Two million. It's a, an absolutely incredible data dump. Um, I think personally it was done by the NSA because the NSA have everything. I think they've chosen this moment deliberately to do this because of the, the things they want to come out at this moment. They want to show that China is involved in trying to infiltrate the entire world, basically, not just America. Um, and so this is coming at this time because Biden has links with China. Um, Diane Feinstein, who's one of the senators in America, her taxi driver was a Chinese spy for 20 years. She had this taxi driver who was a Chinese spy and she went to China a lot of times. And now we're hearing that Swalwell, who's the Democrat, uh, he was the Democrat congressman for California District 15. Um, he's been in bed with a Chinese um, Chinese lady from the CCP who has also been in bed with lots of other um, people. I mean, literally in bed. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so there's there's quite a few characters within the Democrat Party who have extremely close ties. Oh, and Hunter Biden, of course, you know, Biden's son as well. Um, so. There are calls for the entire Democrat Party now to be investigated <laughs> um, for connections with um, with China. Of course, this is a national security issue, which is why I am so confident that Biden will never, ever be president because of his connections with China and the national security issues that result from that. It, he's only being allowed to be free now because 
Trump and his team want to expose as much corruption as possible. And if you arrest him now, you will be denying the, the possibility of exposing more people. So he will be arrested, but he'll be arrested at the last moment, at the last moment. That's what I, that's what I believe. Um, so and we also hear that uh, the Dominion uh, voting machines, they have Chinese parts in them, which also gives another backdoor for getting into um, uh, get into them and manipulate things. Um, yeah, so China is pretty big news at the moment. Um, what else? So that's, yeah, that's the China thing. Uh, next, COVID. I'm going to talk about, not going to talk about much about COVID, really. The only thing that's been bubbing there is that Trump delayed the vaccination of the White House staff, which was quite interesting. So I expect they're all very relieved about that. Has he that. had his vaccination yet? No. Well, he doesn't, <laughs> he's, he's kind of, I'm pretty sure he doesn't believe in vaccinations for no. himself. But his line is that we, uh, he sh uh, we should be offering choice. So people who want a vaccine because they would feel safer, then they can have it. And those that don't want to have it, shh, don't have to have it. So he's just providing choice. Now, there's going to be an investigation, obviously, into the vaccines at some point. Um, don't know when that's going to be yet. But I think that will probably be, again, there's going to be China. Now, this is it. This is There's a connection here between the two million CCP China uh, Communist Party members and the big farmer. There are lots of these Chinese Communist Party members in AstraZeneca, over 100 apparently, and with the other vaccine producers. So there's going to be lots of questions being asked, especially since the virus, the COVID virus, came from China in the first place. It's all, it's like all roads lead to China at the moment. All yeah. roads lead to China. It's big, big, big. Um, yeah, so yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Um, resignations. Barr, he hasn't resigned. So William Barr is the attorney general. He's the like top lawyer for the government. Um, he's been, he's a bit of a peculiar character. He's, it looks like he did a lot of good things. There's people who said he didn't do enough. And there's other people who are questioning whether he was uh, a complete white hat or whether he was, so we don't quite know. Uh, he was described as the stealth bomber. <laughs> Um, but he has uh, said he's leaving. He's leaving on the 23rd of December. And uh, he wrote a very, very nice letter to Trump saying he had enjoyed his time and he had really enjoyed his time with Trump. And uh, hopefully he was going to do a few more little tie, a few little ties off. And then he was going to leave. And Trump gave him a very nice little response back saying, I've really enjoyed working with you. I think you've done very, very well. So it's kind of all very sweet and... <laughs> So I don't know if that tells us anything or not. I would suggest that maybe Barr is a good character, actually, um, even though there's question marks around him. But um, yeah, so the question is, who is taking over? So who's taking over is usually these things go to the deputy. So actually, Jeff Rosen is the deputy. He's going to be acting uh, attorney general for a while. The guy who's replacing Jeff Rosen as deputy is an interesting guy, Richard Donahue. And he has a military background. So that is raising lots of interesting flags around uh, marsh, uh, military courts and various things and, and Guantanamo Bay and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, so we're going to wait and see what happens around that. Still got question marks around Ray. He hasn't been fired yet. So he's kind of been blocking a lot of stuff. Gina Haspel, he's the CIA director. 
she is not visible at the moment. Very, very quiet. There were rumours that she was involved in the heist in Germany, getting the Dominion machines. Um, some people think that she has, uh, she was dark and that she has flipped and is singing and telling every, telling Trump everything. We don't know, but she is definitely very quiet at the moment. But, and we're expecting her to be removed if she hasn't been already. Um, that's that one. Um, and then we've got, um, so the, yes, yeah, so on a slightly different subject, different notes um, on paedophilia. Oh, we are moving. <laughs> yeah, we're working through all the subjects. Okay, yeah, right, go yeah. for it. Because that's been fairly quiet, hasn't it? It, oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my throat. Uh, no, it has actually, and today yeah. I've seen some interesting posts, and it's like when we all first started protesting and stuff, all the paedophilia and all the sex trafficking, that was all big, and yeah. I think that's all gone really quiet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, so um, the reason why it's gone quiet, there is a reason for that. And that's because uh, Trump and team want everybody focused on the election. They want everybody learning about the election and the election process and all the corrupt people in that process. And he doesn't want anything else distracting people from it. That's why the paedophilia stuff's gone quiet. It's not that it's not happening. Mm. It is going to happen. It's just that it ha has to happen after the election once, all the, once all everybody's learned everything about the election that they can learn from it. So, but there is a little thing that has happened just to keep people kind of like, well, oh, you know, it's still bubbling away there. So there's a little thing that's happened. It's not, not a big distraction. Um, there's a guy called, which is called um, Peter Nygaard. So Peter Nygaard was a fashion guru um, and he, um, he doesn't have an island because <laughs> a lot of these people have islands. <laughs> yeah, they, they do. He has, a, he has a, a ranch or whatever it is, um, and he was arrested on sex trafficking charges uh, a couple of days ago. Um, obviously, then everybody starts to say, who was he friends with? Uh, and uh, so names that are coming up as friends with uh, Nygaard are Oprah Winifrey, um, De Niro, Prince Andrew. They have allegedly allegedly uh, been to his, uh, his place. Um, and and uh, yeah, so there are lots of rumours around Nygaard that he he basically was had underage girls around and was constantly soliciting and various things like that. Um, yeah, so that's just a little thing to tease people with, but not to distract people from the election, which is the main thing. Um, Wexner, we're also expecting something on him at some point, but that will be further down the line. He was the guy who um, sold properties to. Epstein for like one dollar. Oh, okay. And then Epstein would then sell them back for millions. <laughs> so that was a little way of Epstein, or basically Wexner giving Epstein money, because because sure. basically Epstein never made any money. He was never a uh, <laughs> a banker. He never made any investments. He he never made any money. He was given money through by Wexner. That's how they used to do it. So we're expecting something on him, but that'll be a lot later, I think, um, in the spring and the summer, I think, personally. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. And uh, so that's that's basically it in terms of what's going on in America and everything. I think that's quite a lot. <laughs> that's a, that is a lot of information. A lot of it is like, oh, God, I, can't, I just can't take it in. I'll have to listen again tomorrow yeah. because that's just my brain. Yeah. But okay, so we move on. We got another ten minutes for our next guest. Okay, so there's one little. So in the UK, we haven't talked at all about the UK really. I don't tend to focus too much on the UK. <laughs> 
because it does all focus on the Trump. Trump really is the, and America is the thing which governs it all. So, for instance, obviously we've got Brexit, um, and Biden um, would, if he gets in, he's not, but if he would get in, Biden would basically want us to be part of Bre a part of the Euro EU. Doesn't want us to leave. So he would, if we did leave, he would give us a really, really terrible deal <laughs> in terms of any kind of uh, trade deal with America. Um, and of course, Trump is the exact opposite. He wants us to leave the EU um, because he wants every country to um, have their own independence and to cooperate in friendship rather than be part of a bigger federation and, and where the um, there's less democracy or local democracy. Local democracy is what he wants. Um so there's a very, very big difference there. So, of course, on the election is huge on that because it, it basically means we either get an amazingly, incredibly good deal with America or we get a really lousy, horrible deal with America. So there's a lot riding on the 20th of January in that sense. Um, and just to clarify that the deal that Trump wants to give us is the deal whereby the EU gets nothing. The EU, if the EU wants to trade with the US, they will have to go through the UK. I mean, that's going to be, that's basically what's, you know, I'm not sure what's going to be done. And um, and the reason for that is so that it encourages other countries to leave the EU. Right. It's a brilliant move. I mean, it's, it's very good. And then each country that leaves the EU will also be given an amazing deal by the US. And then gradually the whole, they'll be, uh, the EU will be pulled apart. Um, yeah, so that's that's how that's, that's how I see it happening anyway. So yeah, all very interesting. Yeah. Cool. So astrology. Astrology. Are we finish with some astrology. Oh yes. We have Jason on. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got a lovely little aspect coming up on the twenty first of December. Little aspect, I say. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a big one, really. Uh, although we've had big ones, really, right the way through this year. This year has been one massive, massive aspect, actually. There's Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto conjunction, triple, triple conjunction. Um, but it's finished on the 21st of December with Jupiter and Saturn coming together. So you can actually see it at the moment. If you go outside just after sunset, just as the stars are starting to come out after sunset, uh, about four o'clock, half past four, uh, if you look towards the um, the west, that's where the sun sets, isn't it? <laughs> look towards so. the west, um, you will see two bright points of light, which is Saturn and Jupiter. They're very, very close to each other, moving closer. Um, and if you have your binoculars, you'll be able to see them quite clearly. If you have a telescope, you might even see the ring around Saturn. Oh, I would like a telescope. So, uh, But they are looking very beautiful at the moment. Um, and yes, it'll be a very nice... Uh, sealing off of the whole triple conjunction we've had all this year, which has been a massive, massive year, um, huge year. So, yeah, so so what comes after that? Mars is still in Aries, uh, which is the war. War, um, God of War is still in his own sign, uh, powering through, being very assertive, um, and that continues pretty much for the whole of December. Um, and also it'll be squaring, in astrology that means tension, mm -hmm. with Jupiter, Saturn and Pluto, gradually, boom, boom, boom. So it's going to be a roller coaster ride, I think, uh, for the next few weeks until the inauguration on the 20th of January. 20th of January, everything will calm down. 
from for the end of January, I think. Maybe, I mean, if it does stretch out, it might be the beginning of February, but it's going to be no later than that. After that, there's going to be a sort of semblance of calm, I think. It's going to be a relief. Just the decision, you know, the fact that he's, that Trump is back in again, there'll be huge size of relief, obviously, from lots and lots of people, like myself. Um, although I, can't, I, I have no doubt, really. Um, but then there'll also be lots of people who are still fast asleep who will be in shock and yeah. we'll be having to educate them on why the media have been hiding it because <clears throat> the media have been digging themselves a hole and they're going to be shown up all the lies and this spin they've been doing is all going to backfire on them good <laughs> well, we just need honest journalists don't we, we where are they where are they that's it yeah. yeah, well, they are the Epoch Times, just to put them out there. Uh, the, the the good news, Epoch Times and the Gateway Pundit at the moment. I, did, I was looking at the New York Post, but they've now turned to the dark side, as far oh, as right. I can see. Well, over here, I think it's just really UK column. Right, yes. They're very good every day. They're very yeah. good, yeah. Yeah. So as of 20th of January, we can start looking ahead. And we'll have you back in the new year. Yeah, that's right. right. My God, so, we'll be able to talk what's happened. Just, just tell us, summarise, what does the age of Aquarius mean to you, Howard? So the age of the symbols are very interesting. So Pisces, Pisces, the symbol is two curved lines with a tie between them. I thought they were fish. So they are fish. All oh, right. Okay. Those two curved lines are fish. I'm going to say, <laughs> I should know because I'm on it. You just say fish, Howard. Fish, two fish, two curved fish. <laughs> But they have a line tying them together, which is very important. Right. So that line tying the two fish together is basically uh, the people working as one. And um, and the cost, the, the line could also be the shepherd shepherding the sheep because it's all about that and being of service and you're working together. So that's Pisces. The symbol in Aquarius is two zigzag lines, but there's no tie between them. So the tie is gone. And I think that's very interesting. So the, 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 about, the switching to Aquarius is about the tie, tying us all together, being removed and freeing us all to be our own individual selves and not part of the collective. So basically that means we're leaving the marriage, but we're going to be friends. Oh, I like the sound of that. And that's so that's that's what because uh, basically one of the key things about Aquarius is they make great friends. They're about friendship. Uh, Aquarius uh, they're also it's about it's uh, it's the the sign for the mind so there's going to be a lot of scientific and a lot of understanding and insights that come with Aquarius because it's, it's it's on the mental sort of level um, but mainly it's about friendship um, and of course all the nations the countries will be friends with each other they're, the tie that's tied all these countries together is being removed so they're all going to be sovereign nation states in friendship with each other that's the way it's and it's yeah it's going to be fabulous it's going to be absolutely great <laughs> yeah I do, I do feel that we're in for some exciting times I really do mm. well we've got to love you and leave you Howard it's been a wonderful hour as always do you want to give your Twitter handle or uh yeah so my Twitter handle is great awakening e e for echo um uh, you might have difficulty finding it because I'm being shadow banned at the moment but you might you can find ways of finding it just put Twitter uh, dot com slash great awakening e and that will take you straight there wonderful and i do suggest following howard he brings up some brilliant stuff and that's obviously why your account keeps getting removed yeah. when i'm back on facebook i'll put the link to my facebook on the great <laughs> awakening e yeah put it on the radio page as well uh, yeah, the radio page, yeah when i'm back yeah. on again <laughs>
Wonderful. Right. Um, we're going to take a short break a minute, guys. And when we return for part two, we shall be joined by the awesome Jason Liastos. I'll say that really quick because I'm never sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Welcome back to part two of the Shelley Tasker show. Um, welcome to our second guest, Jason Lyastos. Le- Lyle Satos. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. Lyle oh, Satos, don't worry. Right? I can hardly say it myself. Don't worry, Shelley. <laughs> How are you this evening? Well, my standard answer to that is as well as one can be in this global casino mental asylum. Oh, that's one way of phrasing it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if I felt normal, I'd be seriously concerned about my um, my sanity, you know? Yeah, normal in this day and age isn't good, is it? No. <laughs> don't worry, this time next year, everything will be fine. After we've all had our vaccine and stuff. so. That's right. I'm so looking forward to it, you know? Yeah, we'll just go back to normal. <laughs> oh, lovely. Can't wait, yeah? Back to, back to slavery. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Anyway, thanks for joining us, Jason. And... Um, uh, obviously, we met um, ooh, six, seven weeks ago. We, I, I was a guest on your radio show, and oh, uh, you're doing the honour in returning the favour. And um, yeah, I just want to know a, a lot. Like, you're an artist, you're an author, you're a, a radio host, and you're a speaker. And yeah, I'm sure so- you've got many other um, positive traits as well. <laughs> well, good, good and bad, my wife would say. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, what so it is yet? What's your story, Jason? You know, because you're a speaker Ooh. of consciousness, aren't you? And sort. It's a, yeah, it's a long story, Ree Shelley. But um, start I'm, at I'm, the beginning. We've got an hour. Oh God. Well, oh God, where do I start, really? I mean, I I've always felt there was something wrong in the world, and I've always felt uh, troubled by by people's um, adversity and suffering. It's, it's 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 been something that's bothered me all my life. So I've always felt I was here to try and um help other people and expose what 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 is the problem on the planet you know so uh but i i'm an artist yeah i am i, I paint pictures i've got an art gallery down in totnes devon i also give online art classes that's uh jason Leosatis, artclasses.com um i've got a, a an online uh, store where i sell my paintings jason Leosatis art i might as well make the most of it yeah. but <laughs> but prime that that that's one part of me, Shelley. But the real part of me is uh, I, I used to um, host conferences and uh, um, uh, invite guest speakers about the truth and about a better world for humanity. My main thing, most mostly years ago, I, I mean, I wrote my book, which is called "The Emergency Transformation of Human Beings as the Solution to the World's Problems," and um, just saying that the real solution is people finding that power and 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 peace and strength within oneself again. And I suppose. I used to talk a lot about. I used to talk a little bit more like Eckhart Tolle is about helping people to come in some back into themselves and find that strength and power and magic that we all possess. Um, but but then I realised, Shelley, I couldn't just talk about um, helping people back towards that thing which most people have lost in themselves, that happiness, that strength, the stability, without talking about what takes it away, which is living in a system that's literally driving you mad, a system of debt and slavery and fear. And um, that that's where we are now. I'm, and I'm very delighted at the moment, though I know a lot of people are suffering, um, you know, because we really did need an acceleration um, and, a, and a bit of a shock, actually. So, I mean, you know, shall I go on, carry on? Yeah, no, that's right. I'm, I'm just going to say you're absolutely right, because I actually believe if it wasn't for this pandemic now, 
half of the stuff wouldn't be coming out that is coming out. It all seems to be coming out at the right time. Everything is being exposed. So, yeah, yeah. And if we didn't have the COVID, I, I don't think it would have happened. Oh, no, it not wouldn't right have now, happened. anyway. Sorry, no. carry on. Well, well, it, there had to be a, a crunch moment, and, and this is it. This, this is this is accelerated. And in my book, one of the first chapter is called um, "A New Epoch," you know. And I want to just talk, just mention that really, because I believe I've just done a show tonight with Dean Henderson called um, "About a New Epoch," and the weed, the word "epoch" comes from a Greek word which means stoppage. And um, I, the analogy I give for where we are now as humanity, Shelley, is that in, in any birth. As a mother, you'll know this. There's a place where the um, the pregnancy stops and the birth begins, and I believe that that's where we are now. That what what's happening is we're being asked to to give give birth to a whole new system um, um, of living and being on the planet. And 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 you know, in any birth, as you also know, as a person who's been a nurse, there's a time when the mothers say, "I can't do this. I can't do this." We're, we're literally we're literally at a point of stoppage in our evolution now i believe as humanity and um there's a massive quickening and an awakening there was anyway but the covid thing i believe myself that the government and those higher echelons of um satanic <laughs> monsters that are trying to control humanity i truly believe that they knew that um they obviously knew the quickening was taking place in, in consciousness of humanity and i believe this is whether it was accidental or on purpose this is their perfect chance to now um uh, bring in everything they want to do to totally enslave humanity but I, I've, i'm very hopeful and i i've got great excitement in my bones you know because most people can feel that that um that that, that they they've had enough now you know most people have have had the red uh, had the red pill like the matrix and there's an old saying shelley the fastest thing is that which is already there and i believe the consciousness and revolution of consciousness and awareness and the freedom and utopia that is possible on the planet which we all secretly long for i truly believe that is now that birth is taking place right now as we speak. But I've got a few warnings to say to people about the danger of not acting quick enough, which we'll talk about in a minute. You know. Yeah. Shall I carry on? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Silent calls are Nord, but you can't see me, obviously. So <laughs> yeah, carry on, please. Yeah, you know, and and I, I want to say just just to help help you know sort of help people understand really, um, that that. Uh, I don't like that word understand. I'm sorry, you know, but, you know, most people get stuck in, in, in this system. You know, we're born into this system. It has a very um, a bad effect on our consciousness. Fear basically is paralytic to consciousness and development. There's no doubt about that. You can see that in dogs. If you try and control them by fear, um, it doesn't work as well as love, you know, but this system is based in fear, debt, uh, struggle and slavery. It, it, it's designed like that, you know, and, and, what, what, what I think people people are not blossoming and, and, and into their full potential. It's like we're, we're sort of we're like sort of caterpillars that have added their sort of metamorphic glands tied off and we're staying caterpillars when we can be really amazing butterflies and create a beautiful world on this planet. But we're, we're, we've been quite trapped in, in, in this in this situation. But the, the funny thing, the tragic thing is, is this reality that we're experiencing right now even before COVID, is a consequence of, 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 of decisions made previously, even the, just the day before, with or without wisdom and vision. So 
obviously the people that are in governments generally their 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 whole thing is about profits and control and you know wars and they do some good stuff but generally they're more concerned about um that kind of thing than about the the future of how humanity blossom into something so wonderful um shelley we can barely imagine it in our current uh condition so i believe there's a great awakening and, and almost like um i love the word religion it comes from the word religare which means to re-ligament to re-tie to sort of remember yeah remember and uh, from a dislo- a dis- from a dislocation, we're relocating now to ourselves, and what this amazing uh, situation has done, it's knocked us all off the hamster wheel of our normal lives. Normal, if you could call it normal. Good God, that's not normal. Our normal lives, and it's given us all a chance to reflect and reassess our lives and how we've been split from ourselves. We've become literally spiritually homeless due to our rush and our struggle and continually clambering to make money and, and stay on the hamster wheel. And we've also been dislocated from our family, our loved ones, and and the system has a tendency to turn us on ourselves and each other. But the great thing is now is now we've all had a break off that hamster wheel. We're coming back into the system. We've been allowed to shop again and allowed to walk in the streets again. Aren't we very lucky? But, yeah. something, but something's changed. It's never going to be the same again because people's consciousness and awareness has shifted. It was shifting anyway, but it shifted because I can see in my shop in town in Totnes, in my gallery, uh, that people aren't so, they're not so interested anymore because it's almost like, well, was that really filling that emptiness inside myself, that shopping and that gazing in shop windows? This has definitely accelerated the the, the great transformation of human beings. And I, I'm, I'm quite delighted that, 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 that we're, we're where we are in some senses, Shelley. We're, but, but there's a race now. Can we all create something different from this system out of the rubble of COVID? Or are we just going to be frog-marched and herded like sheep into a new reality, the Great Reset via the COVID-19, and worse slavery with continual jabs and vaccinations, continual masks, and 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 and, and, a, and a dreadful, dreadful future for humanity of of uh, dystopia with, with with without cash and with a microchip in your hand. Literally, can we awaken quick enough? But moreover, can we create a new system? independently of government which i've been shouting about for 30 years like david like with without their control of for electricity for food for shelter and for for our internet and water and um work i can tell you a bit about it later but we're, we're starting to help try and form those those groups of people now um who are in one sense automatically being brought together as if by magic a great mentor of mine 30 years ago or, or, or 25 years ago, he said um, at, at a critical point in human history, people will be brought together as if by magic. And that is happening now so quick. I'm meeting people, bumping into people. And um, it's like it's like metal filings that you tap over a magnet and they, they conform into a shape. There's a new world that wants to be born, not just wants to be born, has to be born if we're to, to, to not live in, in, in prison. Uh, the prison walls are closing and, and it's so exciting. Can people escape fast enough and do that? Well, we've, we've got some things going on um, in January where we're going to try and create new communities um, with people um, uh, coming together. And it's very exciting. It's a very exciting. like under an assembly form? 
because I know here in um, England, I know you live in England as well, but we have a, a good friend that's starting assemblies going all across the country, up and down. So people can become part of a community. So hopefully we'll have our own like doctors, our own, our own police, all that sort of thing. Is that the sort of thing you're talking about? Yeah, Shelley. Um, I, I've in, I've envisaged this for years and years and years. You know, ever since I can remember. You know, uh, that one day we'll we'll um, we'll have our own system independently of government control. For instance, like you said, with new doctors, there's the New Doctors Alliance. Uh, I know you know um, Zach Cox is actually my my dentist. And all the I had a Dr. Hilda Desmet on my show last night. She's involved with it as well. And all these doctors like uh, Dr. Adil, who I had on my show, I spoke with him in Birmingham at the event there with uh, Gareth Ike. They're all coming together now because they've been censored. They've been struck off, which is actually, strangely enough, probably a blessing because they're the people that are going to be, I, I believe, forming this new new alliance and new world, which, want, which has to be born uh, of our own dentists, our own doctors. And the vision that my wife had um, many years ago, which it was, she, it's called the Natural Earth Eco Living, uh, dot com you can find it on there and she it's only in its embryonic form still and, and and waiting within the womb of possibility to be born but this covid whole thing is is triggering us to give birth to these new societies and um uh, and, and i believe absolutely 100 percent that that is taking place now it's already being born as we speak and on the 11th of january we start our big crowdfund and uh, we'll be sending out videos and, and we'll be doing talks and, um, and, 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 and explaining to people what they can do to, um, to create a new system before this one collapses on us. Because I said years ago to many people, if we don't create a system independently of government, when this one collapse, collapses or is purposely collapsed, um, then um, we, 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 it'll be too late and we'll be like Oliver Twist with our bowls in queues for food and by God was I right because look around look outside the supermarkets now you know but um it, it's a very exciting opportunity actually uh, uh, Shelley it's it's a it's it's a it's a forced opportunity and it's a it's very daunting but I truly believe that by goodness it's, it's forced us it's forced it's forced the dark sort of Dracula uh, system to show its hand you just have to record there actually with me because um, obviously you know I go out protesting and we store we we do rallies um, every other week and go we go up to London and all the speakers we have but we we really need people now to speak about this because although we're carrying on fighting and showing our thoughts every week and stuff yeah. people need to know because people say well what's the alternative yeah and um you know they, they really can't believe that our government are doing this to us and we need law and we need order and of course we do to a certain extent but not the way it is now it doesn't need to be like that and i think these assemblies they perhaps need to be made more well they need to be pushed even bigger like you're saying the crowdfunding and stuff and the talks we've recently had a meeting this weekend and we were just saying all the hard work that our friend john does it's trying to get it out there isn't it because you want people to join, you need the numbers on board. And I think if people know there's a safety net and there, there could be another way, they might start just listening a little bit more. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, and I, but by the way, I want to just say uh, to everyone on, on this show, just, and I just want to say thank you to you, Shelley, for your great work, you know, um, standing out there and speaking. I, I'm, I'm devastated I can't come this Saturday to Cornwall to, to be with David and yourself and Piers 
Uh, I was at the Birmingham event and um, I was actually with Piers Corbin on Glastonbury tour with the police chasing us. In <laughs> <laughs> that video was on my show. It's hilarious. The police walked, all walked over the hill and Piers Corbin went, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> and, uh, I, I thought, my God, he's so calm. And then someone said, well, he's been arrested 45 times. He's yeah. used to it. You know? <laughs> he's an but, actual. <laughs> but no, he's there, a... there will be other times, Jason, and we'd love to have you come down. Oh. You know, we're... Um, we aim to do like one London coach trip a month and oh, one, lovely. one local rally every month and another bits in between. But I think the problem is with these rallies, it's not a problem, but you're already attracting the people that want yeah. to come and listen. And yep. you need to be attracting those that aren't listening. Yep, yep, um, yep. That's why yeah. I'm so, yeah, that's why I'm excited to talk about, uh, you know, to, to talk about this kind of thing that, that it is really exciting that there is something else that wants to be born now and um uh, trying to inspire everybody even if they don't look at this kind of things we're looking at uh shelly what, yeah. I'm re- what i'm really excited about that deep down in their souls they can feel an emptiness now that they never felt before there's been a shift in people and there's, there's there is an awakening there's a great awakening and um you know how many people do you see who look happy anymore you know most people who come in my shop say I'm really dis- depressed I'm really in, in despair and I I make a joke but it's true I say listen that's exactly how you should feel if you're living in this system as a beautiful pristine spirit mind and body in this system if you didn't feel desperate and 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 and, and despair and, and upset and empty you'd have to worry about yourself because that's a natural symptom from a healthy body and mind in a system that's driving it completely mad and that's become normal so you know it, it's a wonderful time and i, I want to try and inspire people more in my talks now that they actually are the change the the reality is is because of what they do or don't do you know and uh, we can't carry on as we are we, we feel this dislocation within ourselves and um you know you know people have forgotten the miraculous you know um and, and that, that that it's agony to be spiritually homeless you know it's agony when it becomes normal and uh, i used to do a lot of talks to inspire people years ago actually down in cornwall because i used to live in cornwall and um one of the talks I did, I, I cut lots of little pieces of string and put them on everybody's chair first. And um, I, I said, pick up that bit of string and tie it in a couple of knots, tie it tightly. And um, then I asked them to undo the knots. It's, it's quite hard to undo knots, um, you know, where, 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 to undo the knots. The, the, but, but it's an exciting time now because there is a quickening. It's, it's, everything's happening faster. So, um, but there is a race. There's no doubt about it. You know, everyone must know. Everyone watching this show probably knows. There's a race. Can can we be totally vaccinated and microchipped and, and imprisoned before we can actually all escape, escape and awake uh, uh, and raise our vibration and say no uh, to where we're being herded? And I I believe a lot of people won't, and they will be herded. And then I reckon there'll be a big breakaway society of people who are going to say, well, now what do we do? And it'll be a case of, well, you six people in that street sell your houses. There's two million quid. Let's buy another farm. Let's start our own community, our own center for transformation and consciousness, our own doctors, our own nurses, our own dentists, our own water, our own electricity, and our own community. And it won't be perfect, but guess what? It's better than prison. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, you know, before I always used to think people think, oh, she sounds like such a hippie because she just wants a simple life. And that's what you labelled as, isn't it? And <laughs> I was thinking the other day, could literally, you'd only have to get a few people to sell their 
houses, wouldn't you? And say, well, let's all buy a field together. I know it's all very hippified, but, you know, things grow, don't they? And I do believe that there is a possibility that we're going to have a certain, if the, if the worst thing does happen, we, we are going to have people left like us that don't comply. And it's what do you do when you don't comply? If, if you're not going to be able to travel, if you're not going to be able to get a job, you know, that's worst case scenario. But um, I was listening to some news this morning and they can't give a number yet of how many people have been vaccinated. And it's, she was asking simple questions like, well, why? You know, you knew how many you had and you can always tell this, how many have been distributed. But you can't give us an answer. I think they vaccinated a lot less people than that they thought they were going to. I mean, I know I keep seeing people running for it. Brilliant. But I think there's also a lot of people they are like, People that I've spoken to that they say, oh, yeah, I'll have it. But then they're like, actually, I'm going to wait a couple of years to see how other people are. To see if my friends drop like flies, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a Do you know, I think you're absolutely right, Shelley. I think people are hanging back and, and um, you know, like when people went over the trenches in the war, they were hanging back and letting the others go over a little bit first to see what happened, like, you know. And I, th I think that's absolutely true, you know. And um, you know, I think, you know, it's a brilliant time uh, to be alive, Shelley, and I, I, I think there's so many reasons now that are going to force people to look for another way to be and live, because a lot of people who have got who have paid for their houses um, uh, are going to be might be in for a shock soon, because from what I can see from the people I speak to, we're looking for a giant, giant crash in the economy, you know, um, quite which we would wouldn't believe was possible. Most people that I speak to would say it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a forced um, crash. They want it to crash so they can bring in all the other things, the agenda 21, 2030. Um, and, and some other people always say, well, the houses are going to hardly be worth anything. Now, my, my little street here where I live, I'm still renting, believe it or not. But where I live, all, most of the people own their houses. In this street alone, if they sold their houses, they'd probably be up 12, 10, 12 million pound in the pot. And it's one tiny little cul-de-sac. You can hear each other farting and arguing and having sex. <laughs> well, actually, you, you, I haven't heard anyone having sex. i got to exaggerate a bit. But no, and it's like, wow, you know, all these little rabbit hutches, they can just about park two cars on each tiny drive. Their back gardens are tiny and they shuffle around with their little lives. And that's become normal and successful from they could buy t 10 farms with 100 acres each. Uh, I mean, come on. Well, you know, but we've been so conditioned that that's success, you know. I mean, people work all their lives to just buy a house, and it, it's complete and that's an absolute slavery. But you know, there's a, there's an inbuilt capacity placed in each human being to endure suffering. I've been talking about it lately, um, you know, to make you climb mountains, to make you starve for a while when before you find food, and that that capacity inside us all to endure suffering and pain is brilliant. It's a brilliant asset. That's been taken advantage by of these sort of oligarchs and these 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 um, people in these positions for thousands of years, Shelley. It's about time we stood on our high high hind legs and screamed no. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I mean, you know, we've been saying for years, you know, electricity, water, and stuff—it's all free. What? Why are we paying for it? And I, I understand we've all got to, you know, people say, well, we need to clean the water, don't we? And it's like, but money hasn't got to be the only solution, has it? I mean, I know we need money to earn a, a living and stuff. And just this last weekend, I did some photo shoots. But for two of them, I traded my work. One lady's a hairdresser. She's going to do my hair. Another lady, she's made my mum's Christmas present for me. 
that I think trading is going to come a bigger part in life, you know. Well, it is. It is, Shirley. Especially when they then they start forcing us to um to to to, to comply, and they'll be saying things like, "Well, you know, if you don't show your vaccination card, you won't even be able to get uh, internet banking." You know, I I envisage that. I envisage them putting the thumb screws on that much. You know. And um, I think that's great because it's just going to force more and more people. A, a friend of mine, he's, he's supposed to be going to Cyprus. And, um, and he said, why don't you come for Christmas? I said, oh, I can't. I've got too much going on. He said, oh, well, it might be your last ever chance to fly in a plane. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? And it, it suddenly hit me that, yeah, it might be my last chance to fly in a plane if, I, um, if, I don't, if I'm not going to take the vaccination, which I'm absolutely not. Um, uh, so, my gosh, w- what a time to be here. But... It is a very, very, um, it's a very exciting time. And people, it's, I feel it's like, uh, it's like a homecoming. I really feel that. I feel people, people have been, oh, I like the analogy of the bicycle wheel. And they used it in a religious thing. They said it's like a bicycle wheel and all the spokes of the religions. And a lot of people are stuck on the religions, squabbling amongst each other, when actually the, the, the real center is in the middle, you know, beyond the spokes, you know. But I think that's a bit like people. It's like we, we, we get stuck on the spokes of earning a living and staying in there. And it's like a revolving door. And, you know, revolving doors are very, very useful. I love them. I love going around in a revolving door. But generally, people's lives are like revolving doors. And the little the little exit points just go past in a blur. And we never get off the hamster wheel, you know. Now we've been kicked off. Have we got the backbone to build a new society now before we're, before we're herded and forced into the... The new society that these people want for us well i believe there's a portal of opportunity but if we don't hurry up it will slam shut so fast um and we might miss it so so that's what we're starting in january we're going to put a lot of effort into it and um well just basically say to people sell your houses before they're worthless and let's but start buying land and farms you know yeah people think they're crazy though won't they but i, I get the idea i like it <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, it's worth better to live in people home. People already think I'm crazy, so what does it matter? <laughs> oh, me too. Me, well, they know I'm crazy. Better to live in hope than die in despair, as my nan used to say. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you know. So, so, would you say you're like very grounded at the moment, then, Jason? You're in a good place. No, I'm completely mad as a hatter. Yeah. Happy. <laughs> well, I always say to people, look, ask my wife. I look, Shelley. I put a brave face on, right? Um, and I, I've got a shop. I'm in there most days, so I, I'm very enthusiastic in there. There's a lot of people. It's like a hub in Tottenham. People come of like-minded people. We come and we chat and we talk about solutions and stuff. So I've got, luckily for me, I've got a lot of people around me in the town who are on the same same page, really, um, and that helps. So it's like a family, you know. Um, but, but to answer your your, your question, I, 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 I'm feeling many things. Like I said initially in the outset of the show, I would be very worried if I felt really happy and contented. Now, now I can feel like that, Shelley. I, I, I can program myself to feel like that, but I would be, I don't want to feel happy and contented because that would be like sort of, um, you know, uh, you know that that that's not how we should feel. You know. However, although a lot of people feel out of whack now and, and they feel truly unhappy and dishevelled and panicky and fearful, within this we've got to we've got to feel those symptoms because those symptoms are real and they are a, 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 um, a an emergency alarm bell telling us something's wrong. But at the same time, it's a it, we 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 we've got to feel strong. So I would say yes, I feel strong. 
I, I, I know you've got to keep a force field around you, Shelley, because a, a good analogy is lightning. If you've ever seen zigzag lightning going through the sky, it looks absolutely random, but it's not. It's actually taken the path of least resistance. So if we're in a state of real fear and um, sort of a, a, a weakness, then that's going to be even more of a reason for these for these horrible things vaccines and control and being pushed around when i see you standing speaking i don't see someone in a state of weakness i see someone in their real power and you inspire people you know so yeah i feel okay i feel happy luckily for me uh, um um shelly luckily and i've worked on it a lot is that i've got a very very clear quiet, quiet mind with very little in it now the old saying the usefulness of a pot is in its emptiness it's very true, you know, because most most people and this is going to be some of the things I'm going to be doing in the new year on my shows, getting guests on and talking myself. Most people are in a state of madness all the time. They just don't talk about it. If you could hear people's thoughts walking up the road, you probably have to put your hands over your ears. It'd be terrifying. You know? So most people get their lives in order. They pay for their houses. They do stuff. But most people neglect their basic peace of mind and, and quietness in their mind they and, and and for most people their minds are a hell for me luckily I'm hardly thinking of anything at any given time you know my mind's very empty because I've worked on it I looked at the Ospensky teachings years ago which was talked in uh, they used to call it self-remembering you know so if people say to me now well how would you find that peace in your mind I say well the <laughs> To find it, you've got to first, like Gurdjieff said, if you want to escape prison, you first have to see that you're in prison. So you first have to accept that your mind's uh, too noisy and then you have to have the courage to start watching it. And if you start watching it, then what you realize is that you're not exclusively your mind. How can you be if you're watching it? And I like that subject because by watching it, at first it's a terrible shock because you see all these thoughts that you can't control but eventually you start realizing, well, you reside more in the watcher than being trapped in the mind. Because most people think they are their minds. And that is a nightmare. But if you can watch your mind and step back from your mind and become the watcher, which is the more powerful you, then eventually the, the, the thoughts start quietening down and dissipating. And then you reside more in the watcher than in the thoughts. And in that gap is great peace, you know. And meditation process yeah but without, without that, all that mindfulness yeah I, 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 when you can do this of not using your mind <laughs> yeah the good thing is about that uh, Shelley about this sort of thing is that you can do it all the time it's not like you just do it a lot of people I know cross their legs in the morning sit on a pillow and try and sort of find that peace and after about 15 minutes a lot of them get up and think oh bugger this let's go to work or um oh yes I found that peace in my mind you know I remember the first time I ever found peace I was sat doing that very thing thinking oh my god my mind's such a mess I, I, I can't find that peace and I just sat for 20 minutes then it was half an hour and it, they all started slowly dissipating the thoughts and for the first time in my my life I'll never forget it suddenly like that oh my god I'm not thinking anything and, and it was like oh my god I'm not thinking anything but I'm thinking I'm not thinking anything you know but at that moment I felt such peace my it was like something I'd never felt you know so I, I, I was oh. realization that you weren't thinking anything did that bring you back out of that state then oh when, when I thought oh I'm not thinking anything yes just just because I know when I've meditated before and I've seen something really amazing and I'm totally absorbed and then I realize what I'm doing and I snap back out of it. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> it was almost like 
oh yeah i can remember what it was you just reminded me when, when i suddenly didn't hear anything and i suddenly there was silence the, my first reaction was wow what's that it was like what the hell's that it's like there's nothing oh my god so i was still thinking wow there it is and it, it, it washed over me it was like like beautiful because I, I, I hadn't seen i hadn't felt that for years and then i started doing talks about it and i started talking and writing about it in my book you know I, I just started feeling that the greatest greatest threat to humanity at the moment is not covid and it's not anything like that and it's not the new world order or the illuminati the greatest threat to humanity shelley is our own minds because our own minds create the future and 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 uh, our our system now mostly is a consequence and a feedback loop and a reality made up of our own thoughts and 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 their um the fruition of, of what we think you know so god it's a big subject i love this subject it's like <laughs> no i do as well <laughs> well do you know what someone said to me once it was a wonderful mentor of mine his name was his name was charles muses and, and I, I prompt everyone to go to a website called the the lion path by charles muses museos M museos he was a great mentor of mine years ago i don't know what he was some kind of mathematician astrologer he was way out there like a shamanic guy but what he, he was amazing you know and the, and the things that he used to say and the things he used to do you know and um he, he used to talk about things like this a lot you know and uh, it, it is very exciting uh shelly you know i gotta say it's, it's an uh but but you know uh, the greatest threat is is people's minds you know there's, there's no doubt about it you know and um we've got to control our minds and one of the things he used to said which i used to really like he used to say the molasses slowness of time and what he meant by saying that was the the, the time lag the molasses slowness time lag between someone deciding someone and it reaching fruition you know the, yeah. molas the molasses slowness of time he said was human's protection against itself and and then I'd elaborated on that and said in its current condition of imbalance and um, madness because people like Jesus if some people believe he was here some people don't but there, there, there was definitely other people here that could manifest things like that uh, and all people call them miracles you know um, and that 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 molasses time lag um, is I believe I believe is falling away now I believe we can get things quicker like that. And, um, but that 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 time lag between when you decide something and when it happens, it, it had to it had to have that that thing in between, or, or there'd be there'd be piles of Ferraris and naked women everywhere. People aren't responsible enough to to control their minds um, at the moment. So I think we're being called on from many places now to um, to to start really coming home, and you know. We're not happy enough. You can you can see if a society's successful, they smile, they're happy. Like Kefalonia, where where I'm from, where my granddad's from, my funny name's from. They don't, people are smiling, walking around, hello, smiling. I mean, you know, because often in our society, where we're where we're supposed to be successful when we got money and a house and 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 and, and things, often um, we're always looking for reasons to make us happy. Where ideally we should be happy without a reason all the time so we're always trying to make ourselves happy by things and the problem with that is those things can be taken away so i i think the greatest the greatest challenge for us now is to, to tap back into that part of ourselves which is so powerful and so magnificent that we can barely imagine it and uh, and try and build systems 
on the back of that new consciousness, um, which we can also barely imagine could be possible if, 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 if we could be allowed to be free. We're not going to be allowed to be free. They're not going to let us out of prison. We've got to literally dig a tunnel out. And um, that's what that's what I think people are going to do now, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. The mind is the greatest problem within everyone, isn't it? It really is, because, I mean, you just say the word prison, but I suppose how people would handle it, I know, just just imagine you were sent to prison for five years. If your mind was in the right place and you could be, well, actually, do you know what? I'm going to read books. I'm going to, you can study, you can do anything these days. Can you? It's learning to make the best of that situation and trying to see the positive side of it. We can all find negative, but with all personal hurt and stuff, I, th I think it's a... A big one lately you have to accept and move on you can either do something about it or you can you can let it drag you down or you move on you know sometimes you can't make these decisions can you not for yourself because they're out of your control but you can just live by them the best way that you can yeah yeah absolutely it's, it's a fine line in it Shelley yeah I remember you've reminded me of two things now I remember um uh, yeah it was Eckhart Tolle actually he said he's found such peace in his mind and, uh, and centeredness that you could tie him to, a, you could chain him to a massive loudspeaker in a, in, a, in a nightclub and he could still keep that peace. But then he said something really good. He said, well, but if I could leave, I would, you know. <laughs> you know I mean? So I think, you know, I think, and yeah, we, we, it can pull us down, it can drive us mad. A friend of mine not long ago, a couple of years ago, committed suicide. I really respect him. He wanted to get out of his spacesuit and good for him, you know. Um, well, people say it's 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 a it's a very uh, um, what do they say? This they say it's an act of sort of um, cowardice, but I, I think it must be quite an act of uh, a heroic act, in I fact, to do that. <laughs> My God, yeah, that's a, that's a bit of courage to do that. But anyway, no, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I'm sorry he's gone. He was horribly abused uh, by his father when he was younger. His brothers were then abusing him and his mother was joining in this guy this guy had hellish 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 thoughts about what what happened and he suffered from depression as well but you know what i'm saying really is i'm glad i wish he had stayed because i think with his experience he could have helped a lot of other people who were in that situation but but you know he, he just couldn't take it anymore so but yeah we still can transcend those things like like you just said you don't have to be that person anymore well that's not me now actually that that was then, you know. There's only this moment. That's all that is. Okay, I was when I was a kid. Oh, you know. But and it must be terrible. But there's no future and there's no past. There's only now. Exactly. Right, right, right now. Now, of course, you can change the past and change the future uh, from this present moment. A very, very, uh, a very sort of basic thing would be to send someone a. Uh, a letter that you had a problem with years ago and say sorry and ask for their forgiveness say let's move on from it and that can heal the past and the present and the future but you can also you can also change the future by by what you do in the in the in the present and that's my 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 message to people now and it will be in my talks in january is like like you are the I, one of my talks is magicians with amnesia you know and um you are the magicians that that, that are going to um, that are going to create something wonderful or, or stay as we are or get worse and it is down to us look what you're doing Shelley I so admire you you're down there I mean when I was talking with Gareth like in um, in Birmingham with Dr. Adil and Piers Colburn and that there was a blooming police drone flying over our heads it, you know you've got to it, it, it takes a bit of nerve to do that you know and there's police everywhere and so you know when 
you know, I really admire what you're doing, Shelley. You know, honestly, you, you are a hero. And, 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 and thank you for being you and doing what you're doing and, and standing in your power, you know. And, and I'm sure you can tell people by, you know, forcing yourself to stand in that power can can it's quite a homecoming isn't it it's like it, it is thank you for your kind words but it's also um i don't i don't it doesn't matter but i uh on monday or believe one day this week i've basically been disowned by my brother and his wife um for what i believe and how i'm acting and you know the first day i kind of realized i hadn't seen them since this whole instance since that day I stood up and took that talk and um haven't seen from them heard from them and they they've both got respected jobs and they don't want to be associated with me but basically it was like I've upset them both I did a post I had a rant on Facebook a couple of months ago and I called everyone snowflakes and fannies it was a passionate, <laughs> it was a passionate rant and you know lots of people that are my friends are just like oh that's Shelley going off on one they, they didn't take it personally uh, my, my sister-in-law did and, and I was quite surprised because she's you know a couple of months ago she was like you just live in your heart and you sit there and you analyze what you did wrong and I think do you know what the whole fanny and snowflake situation I mean you were the one that chose to be offended by that that's not my problem and my actions now by protesting and fighting for my beliefs again that's nothing to do with you that's your problem you've got the problem with it so how can I get around that? I can't get around that. I love them both. But yeah. they disowned me and they're not ready to see me yet. Well, I'm kind of now, I've got over it. And I think, do you know what? I just have to accept it because I can't do fuck all about it. Yeah. The language. Yeah. Well, I, well, can't no. do. I can't make them change their mind about me. And I think the hurtful thing is that, um, I don't, don't know when I last spoke to you, but I had a nasty finger injury. I had to have a tendon realigned and stuff and surgery. But I didn't get one message, hi, Shelley, how are you, blah, blah, blah. And that's like, oh, OK, okay. I've obviously offended you somewhere along the lines. But they just want to keep their distance. But the problem is they can't love and accept me for who I am. And we don't have to talk COVID. We may all have different, different views and beliefs, which we most certainly do. However, I don't judge them or say that I don't want to see them or be associated with them just because of their beliefs. And, you know, it is learning times. And I've just said to people, do you know what? I can sit here. I can go over this and over this. I can't do anything about it because I can't change being me. And you've got to live your own path. And I know that, you know, there's so many people out there that have got families in strife at the moment because of their beliefs. And, you know, I may have lost family, so to speak. But like lots of people are saying, I've gained a whole new soul family. I've never known so many people with like minds, you know. So I have got that to be grateful for because I think I probably feel over the years, you know, you're a little bit different. You're a, you're a bit in tune and you well, you think totally the opposite of them. You know, I'm not saying they're bad people or anything like that, but you, you're not really the one that's asked to come out with them on, and stuff like that. <laughs> and now so even less. <laughs> but um, it doesn't matter because I just accept it now. And because I'm feeling good, I, I can go into the school tomorrow and pick up my little boy. And those that snub me, I can walk by and hi you and keep smiling because because I'm in that place where you're the ones that have got a problem not me if you can't be kind just because somebody thinks and they're speaking their truth then that actually isn't living in harmony with yourself is it I I don't think I think if you've got problems with people for their own beliefs then something's wrong with you 
Yeah. I, I would respect your beliefs. Yeah, it's a bloody big subject. Uh, it's a very, very massive subject, which which I really enjoy. What you're just talking about, you like, probably haven't got that long left. But I just want to say that, yeah. You're right, we've got 15 minutes. Oh, there we are. We cram it in, right? Do you know what, Shelley? It, it's a big subject, this one, because I've suffered a lot with, 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 um, you know, uh, criticism, outside criticism. Well, you're going to, I mean, I was going to see David Icke 30 years ago, you know, and um, I was always the sort of person in the family that wasn't sort of conforming. You know, I lived in a, in a van. I lived in my car in a car park when I met Louise, for instance. You know, if you go on uh, the Telegraph, uh, actually, if you punch in how I fell in love with a homeless man on Google, it'll come up. You'll see. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and she had a great job, and you know, but she was uh, Louise was awake and, and and feeling she didn't want to be in the system, and she was designing clothes for Marks and Spencers, knickers and bras, actually. You know, I was I was trying to be a window cleaner in Bath and I you know, I lived in my car and we both came together, gave up our jobs and went on the dole and, and were no fixed abode, as they call it, NFA. So and living in a van and and, put on, and then on a rubbishy old boat and then we lived on a narrow boat and then we lived in a tent, you know. So, you know, we I've always been the sort of odd one out in the family, if you like. Uh, even when I didn't want to go to school, you know, I felt it was putting me to sleep years ago, you know, school I used to run away. But, you know, what happens is that I think, Shelley, in your circumstance and other people's circumstances that are trying to expose what's coming down the pipeline for humanity, genuinely, often, I don't know about you, but I'm sure you're a bit like me, in that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm concerned less about people who haven't been born yet than myself. I, you know, I, I want to create this world. Because that's what we're here to do. You know, the, the old Red Indians, they used to think with every almost every deci- big decision, they were thinking seven generations down the timeline, you know. Um, so I think what happens is like maybe with your family and, and other people I've had dealings with it, I think on a, on a deep, deep subconscious, maybe psychological thing, I think by you doing something and trying to make the world a better place and trying to expose corruption, I think we're shaming them and they feel actually ashamed and that turns to anger because they're not doing anything because they're yes people they're yes men who don't question anything they're just being good little girls and boys just like when they were going to school they were turned into good little girls and boys that do what they're told and when they left school they go into jobs and they're good little girls and boys and then they're like they're like sort of orphans that are looking for a mummy and daddy and the politicians presidents priests and popes you know and it's like oh someone tell me what to do i, I don't know what to do why so i think when someone's standing up look what must martin luther king have gone through or a gandhi or a or these kinds of people that, that have come on the planet Imagine what they must have gone through as far as criticism, particularly probably from family is concerned, you know, Um, because I think family don't want to be ashamed by another member of their family. You know, my own father wouldn't read my bloody book, Shelley, even when he was dying, for fuck's sake. You know, it's like it's just fascinating. Sorry, I swear swear now you got me going. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So he, he, he he was ashamed of what I was doing. He was ashamed that I was um i was not happy with the system and then i was trying to trying to talk about a better system for humanity um so yeah well let's all let it go down to hell in a handbasket down the down the plug hole and let's not even bother trying to do our bits for people who haven't been born i think it's absolutely people should be ashamed of themselves shelley i mean even if it's for your own grandchildren or great-grandchildren never mind people down the timeline who haven't been born who are screaming from the future at us now to say listen i'm coming there soon right and what you do now 
or what you don't do, more importantly, creates my landing pad. You're creating my world. And all you're doing is giving a shit about yourself and your own family and your the importance of you. How about me? Get off your butts and start blooming trying to make this world a better place, you know. I, I get, you know, so I get very um, frustrated, um, you know, and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 um it's a crazy system, um, but it could be so wonderful. It's it's so mad. People can't envisage uh, a better world, and, and and but I can. I know it's I know it's waiting in the womb of possibility to be born. But guess what? People have got to get off their asses and start pushing. Yeah, and I think you're right though. You you've got the people, haven't you? They are the yes, no. I'll do what I'm told. I look to my government for advice. Why would I look towards a loony like you? And these people, half of them, I think they just don't want to know. And a lot of them know. But it's like the mask wearing, isn't it? I know so many people, they say, oh, I wear a mask because I don't want to be, um, what's the word? Oh, I don't want to be frowned upon. I don't want any confrontation in the shop. Yeah. It's like they're so worried about that. And it's like once you lose that fear of giving a shit what people think about you. Yeah. It really is. Um, it's mind blowing. Uh, and I know, I mean, even now there's things sometimes I think, oh, I should post that in like a local flog it group because they seem to get the best responses. They go crazy. But there's a part of me it's like, oh, I can't deal with all that hate tonight. So I, I don't go ahead and do it. But if I'm feeling really fancy, I'll be pushing stuff out there and stuff, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it is crazy. I know I'm not the only one. There is so many out there and I don't think. You know, you all have family arguments, but I didn't ever think it would be over political stuff. Well, I've, I don't, I don't, I don't, well, I hate to say this, but um, since the older people have died in my family, my dad and my mum and my aunties and all that, then then the family does tend to dissipate a bit, if, 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 if especially if you don't live near there. Because uh, often I'd go back to see my dad and see everyone else at the same time. But, you know, uh, that same great mentor I told you about helped me a lot because I used to go and see my dad every single week years and years ago when, you know, when I, I you know, I was feeling as I do now, you know, uh, about the system. And I, I, I felt I loved my dad, but I felt quite different to him. And it was, you know, we used to get into these debates sometimes and sometimes I'd come away feeling really dreadful, you know. And um, he said to me, this mentor, he said, just on the basis of family alone, just in, just because you've got the same blood as they have or you came through the same womb, doesn't necessarily mean you've got to get on. I think we put too much emphasis on the fact that we've got to put up with our families or yeah. they've got they've got to put up with us and we've got to be really close and friendly with them. To be honest with you, I disagree. I, 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 know, I think that people... Um, people a difference and, and it, what's the point in trying to really 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 um you know gel with people if 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 you wouldn't see them if you're not your family i'm not saying that to be brutal shelly i'm just saying <laughs> some, sometimes you've got to we got to let go of it you know if they were your friends you would be like oh we, our relationship has run its course because you know there yeah. are a few of those and um that's fine um but like i said i've made a whole new group of friends anyway but yeah, because it's family, you think you should try and rekindle it. And there was a day when I was like, well, shall I send a text? Shall I say this? And it's like, no, when I see them out and about, I'll say hello and I'll be and I don't send them any hate. I feel, you know, I'm they're hurt about being called a funny and a snowflake and what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hurt because they can't judge me past my they can't love and accept me for who I am. <laughs> listen it's not as if you're going and taking the keys off them when they come out in their car in the morning saying yeah. give me that give me that it's global warning i'm taking the keys to your bloody no, car no exactly 
No, so yeah. I, I feel quite good at it. Yeah. Good at it. That sounds awful. I feel I feel quite good in myself at the moment. Good. So good and that's you. good because you know you sometimes you have these family views. They can go on and on, can't they? But I think I just need to accept. Do you know what? There's nothing I can do. Hey, so not, there's no I'll point tell, in worrying about it. Yeah, and I tell you something. Shelley, and I, this is where the mind can get you in trouble, isn't it? Because you could dwell on that and dwell, like I said, the first couple of days, the first day. That's all I could think about, cooking the dinner, everything. It's like, well, what can I do about this and how can I make them? And at the end of the day, I can't make them change their mind. Their view is their problem and their opinion. It's not mine. I haven't got a problem with them. So, um, you know, it's just, I think we just, the the prayer of serenity. Do you remember it? Because you're a you're good one with words and stuff, oh, Jason. Uh, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Yeah something about the wisdom to know that's the difference it, and the courage it, to understand yeah. i don't know is it, is it yeah that, that's it that's a good one isn't it you know